Yeah, he's been he's been off to be honest, and he's he's someone that I've been considering um, what I would do with um, given the coming game week. But I mean, I'm not going to take him out because he's been basically my United's player of the season. Okay, no, I take I scratch that. Sure, has been my United's player of the season, but yeah. Bruno is a close second for me. So I think I'll take my chances with him and leave him. But he will, he will definitely rediscover that form. I just feel like other people are stepping up to the plate now. So he's taking a rest. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of the Empty Stand podcast. This is the UCL segment. And just like the last German team that was knocked out, we have a change from last week's lineup. Um, guys, how are you? Amiji. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really good. I was really excited about the games. You know what? Before before the games even started, or like before, like when the ties were were called out. I was really looking forward to PSG Bayern and um, City Dortmund, and they did not disappoint, especially that second leg between PSG and Bayern. But yeah, just like one of my favorite writers said, and um, with City, I'm sure they're feeling good, um, folding beautiful in in getting and was in the assist and scoring that important goal for for City. But yeah, I'm happy we have two guests who will be facing each other in the semi final in. Um, Larry and TV. Larry, how are you doing? Yeah, Banji, I'm I'm very, very good, very good, Bamiji. It's awesome here. Wonderful, wonderful week. Predictions went as planned. Uh, no offsets or should I say surprises. And interesting competition here and there. It was a wonderful UCL uh, week so far. <laughs> and I'm excited. I mean, my team is in the semi-final, so the expect. I can, I can I can hear it in your voice, man. I can hear how excited you are. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that's that's good stuff, man. And facing you in the semi-final is one a Chelsea a Chelsea fan to the core, like to the core. It's similar. Timmy, how you doing, man? My man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. To be honest, I didn't expect because I'm really upset now. And we upset. We didn't expect to be here yeah. now. You get so. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't that. I'm just glad to be here. I'm just glad to make all the numbers, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's a privilege to play in the mighty Real Madrid, so... <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay. We'll see. I mean, we'll both, see. Of you have a, both of you have a joint. Is it 13 UCL titles? Or how many? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Chelsea has one, so let's just say 15. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was just talking, I was just talking, I was just talking about how interesting those games were. The, the quality in that PSG Bayern game was was exhilarating from in fact for for a goal to be scored there, there had to be a, a, a lapse in concentration once you just have one single lapse in concentration you see the way PSG were building up from the back with um, Paradise and Gray Gray like you you look at the, the defensive midfielders in United and you'd be wondering are this not do these ones do they have two heads they can actually defend they can bring the ball out from the back and everything, but which is which game? Which game excited you the most this week? Ah, I, I'm going to answer your question in two ways. Before the before this week's tie, I was looking out for the Bayern PSG game. So you know that um, theory about over anticipate and under deliver. 
the game wasn't dead, but it wasn't what I saw. I thought I would see another 3-2, 2-1. Two, two, so the game that excited me the most this week had to be Dortmund versus Man City. Dortmund Man City excited me the most because I was telling a couple of guys that I can't bet against City not going all the way. When I mean all the way, I'm talking of um, to the final because the people in City's leg, they have two defenders or rather champ played midfield yesterday that I really, really don't like. One in form of personnel, Kimpempe, who has improved, and Emre Chan. Once I see those guys in any lineup or any team, I can't put one cowboy against them. So I was like, okay, is Emre Chan going to compose himself? And all of a sudden, he was in the headlines for the wrong reasons yet again. Not taking anything away from Mares because converting penalty kicks is a problem in Mercedes, um camp. So it was a good... Um, step up for him to take the ball from his club captain and to um, convert the spot kick. And then Phil Foden, who my agenda that is better than Mount um, is progressing to the last four because, I mean, City <laughs> didn't go through. Chelsea fans would have come from my neck yesterday. So that was the most exciting game for me for this past game week. All right, that's great stuff. That's uh, Timmy. I'll, I'll come to you next. And I mean, we saw that Emery can't keep his composure um, when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when 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 things when things are uh, at at his highest pressure. But what, what what was the most exciting game for you? Oh, bro, I think it was also the Dortmund Man City. To be honest, because it was. To me, it was a thriller based on the youngsters we anticipated to see from Haaland, um, Bellingham, Foden. Even I think we expected to see Sancho even from the first leg or something. But it was really, really good. The second leg from the beginning, it was we saw Bellingham. He had that hunger for a 17-year-old. I think that was very, very that was amazing because you you could see every minute he actually wanted the ball every time. That's great mentality. Then Foden coming up clutch as usual for Man City, scoring the winning goal in both legs. I think Bellingham actually stepped up too. Actually, all of them had like um, a, goal, a goal contribution in both legs, but Bellingham really like he stepped up in the second leg with the hunger and the, his um, his luck last in the first leg that didn't go his way. This time he like he put it on himself to at least get that goal again. But Foden too had something to prove so. He actually scored the winning goals in like both legs, and that made the match really, really hotter than it could have been. But yeah, I think that match to me is actually the match of the week so far in the whole knockout stage. To be honest, yeah, I, I think those guys, yeah, I think those guys, yeah, they really, they really had a very uh, wonderful time. Young stars all over the place, you know, showing their quality in Europe. Uh, proving their words. The, the game was actually a very tight and intense game for both for both teams. Uh, I think more of the pressure was on Man City, so that's why it feels like them uh, um, more were more relaxed because uh, City has the you know there's kind of enormous pressure from the press, the media, you know, to get something out of the team because of their their quality. So uh, it was a very 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 uh, tense game and. I think Dortmund lost their cool in lead two, and they uh, they couldn't recover in time. Where yeah, City were able to equalize. Yeah, exactly. That that was the point I was going to highlight because 
the PSG Bayern game had this intensity right up from the from the start of the game to the end of the game. I mean, considering the fact that if Bayern scored just one more goal, they would have um, qualified. But yeah, Dortmund Dortmund kind kind of lose, lost their intensity after the after Bellingham's goal. Seeming like that was the only plan that they had. That once they got that goal, they would, they would try and um, defend and hope Hummels and Akanji can can stop some cities. Um, Kanji to get like goals in that game, but yeah, <laughs> Bellingham, Bellingham might have lost. <laughs> Bellingham might have lost on the day, but honestly, Oyes he's definitely won his way into Southgate out because he's one of the few English midfielders that can that can um, play that can be box to box. We saw him; he was exhilarating in that game. He was everywhere. He scored the goal. He made it. He was. He made a goal line clearance. He, he made his he, he, he tackle got him a yellow card, but he just felt his energy everywhere. Definitely, he's he's going to the Euros, isn't he? Or is? Um, I, I I saw the game with my sister yesterday, and my sister described Bellingham as a passion merchant, and that is exactly what Jordan Henderson is. So if Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson don't make it in time for um the Euros, when you know the um, teams are always told to bring out their twenty-three man squad about three to four weeks before Euros, meaning middle next month, the lobbying will start. So if Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson don't come back, Calvin Phillips has a partner in Jude Bellingham. So I'm, we're not even talking to a three-man squad. Bellingham is already there. I'm saying starting line of Bamiji because that guy, I, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, the guy just, he, he, he shocked me because I'm the kind of guy He's that so I'm critical. With English midfielders, I always like it's seventeen. It's true. Like ah no 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 no, the guy the guy ball he ball ah he ball. Excellent. All right, so Oi 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 says um City Dortmund was his best game. Same with Timmy. I go differently with um, PSG Bayern. Larry, just round off this um question. uh, Yeah, I think I'll lean more to the Bayern PSG game because uh the game had finally yeah 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 yeah. The game had a kind of rivalry in the sense that uh, they met in the last Champions League final where Bayern beat the trophy as one. Uh, secondly, PSG needed to make a statement. And of course, going on ahead to you know knock out the defending champions was another uh, Aquilian tax again. So it was a very, very intense match. Uh, I expected more from the from the game. I was expecting like you know a lot of a lot of goals coming in, you know, and uh Neymar had a good game, but he was poor up front. He could have at least scored like two goals. So it was disappointing that PSG didn't score any goal. At least the game should have ended with like 2-1 or something. But uh, in the end, it was still a very good match. Uh, uh, the, the game ended win-win for both teams, but PSG won the overall tie he gets. So uh, PSG got their revenge, and it looks like they might go the way, depending on what happens with uh, PSG Man City. My prediction was that PSG will enter on that Champions League final in the next two years, and it looks like they might do it if they still retain this squad after this season. Yeah, thank, thanks for that, Larry. I really appreciate your feedback. I want to still ask you a question on the Bayern versus PSG game. When Chupomotin scored that goal in the 33rd, 34th minute, did you see yeah. Bayern getting that all-important second goal? Like, if you were to put your money on Baba Ijebu outside bet, or his bet, any form of stake uh, <laughs> could. Did you see or could you bet that Bayern will get that all important second goal? 
Well, truthfully, truthfully, uh, I didn't see Bayern getting that other goal because uh, when, when the goal came in, I saw it as those goals that that happens based on circumstance. You get it's not like I mean Bayern had better chances that they could have scored, but that wasn't like their their best best chance. You get it just reminds me of that Salah's goal against Real Madrid, Liverpool, Madrid. You get like that was their only shot on target. You get and that was the only, as in Courtois didn't have to make a save. You get but when you look at it, the whole perspective of the game, you get I I didn't see I didn't see that quality up front for Bayern uh, with their targets man that is them triple to to get uh, another goal, probably maybe for Mula or something else, but PSG were a bit compacted at the back and they were well organized. Their DMs were solid to play out of, you know, of pressure. And, uh, you know, they were, they were stretching Bayern at the back with uh, Mbappe and, and Neymar. So it was, uh, they were also very careful moving forward. So you notice that uh, most of their attacks were coming through Kimmich because Kimmich could cross from the middle, you know, into the box and create chances. So I didn't really see that opportunity uh, coming on to you towards the end of the game it looked like something might happen yeah so that's my take on that yeah that's that's good i mean it, we need to give a big shout out to chukuma thing because a lot of people kind of slandered him before the game that he won't be able to get in on the goal or or, or something but i don't know as, as a flick I don't, did he get something wrong in in that lineup like we saw this stuff this one we saw the best right. of Sunny on on the left at City, where he won um, the best young player. Yeah, he's been used on the right this season, and I mean, he's gotten in on the goals and assists, but it's not really Sunny, is it? it? Well, it's not the Sunny we used to know because I, I don't know. I've, I think I've heard this thing somewhere where it's like they're trying to force the Robin movement on him. Do you understand? And um, I've seen yeah. someone have this problem before, especially with Mourinho. Mourinho likes. Or used to like his um his left-footed attackers playing from the right. He had a problem with Mata in Chelsea, which it couldn't work. I think he had a problem with Ozil in Madrid too at the time. So I think when you're trying to force that on these people, it doesn't go as smooth as they have been. Do you understand? I think it actually affects and reduces some of their quality. Some things Sandy could do, like even getting he can get more assists when he's playing from the left because of his like his yeah. square plays, his courses and things like that. But this is limiting him to mostly even just scoring. Do you understand? Because he can just cut in and shoot like the normal Robin style. So I think that's what they're trying to instill inside Sadi in this time. But I think as, maybe as time goes on, he will adapt to it. But for now, it's not looking as clinical as it used to be. That, that, that's, that's exactly apt. Oiz, do you, do you think this game could have gone different if San, we had it? Because left, left, left wing Sane is direct Sane. And um, right wing Sane is Sane that hogs the ball a little bit too much. So if you had a direct Sane in this game, would have would Bayern have won the won that game? Um, yeah, I, I would I, agree with you. Okay, go on, go on, Luis. Okay, um, I I don't want to say Bayern would have won the game, but we would have seen more productivity from um Sane. I just want to go back to Ishako for this. Sane, this is not the first time Sane is playing on the right. He has played on the right in the in the Bundesliga before. But he was not that guy that will get you on the double. What do I mean on the double? His last two seasons with City, Sunny had what you call a double double 10 goals, 10 assists, 18 19. 10 goals, 15 assists, 17 18. Meanwhile, for Shako, for Sunny was always getting you single digit goals, single digit assists. So you don't need a suit here, even if I know that the Premiership and the Bundesliga are not the same league. 
but numbers cut across Europe, especially when we're fighting for things like the European Golden Shoe, Ballon d'Or, and FIFA Best Player. So to go into Sane, is Sane better on the right or on the left? I don't want to argue or debate that. I'll just go into productivity, that Sane is more productive when he plays on the left. And like Timmy said, from the right, he's better at shooting. But the truth is, if I'm being honest, we saw what he did against Liverpool in that 2-1 win that um, ultimately got them the Premier League at the end of the day. We found out that it's not like he can't even score from those positions from the left. It's just that when you're on the left, you are better off at crossing than shooting. And when you're on the right, you're better off than shooting than cross at shooting than crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also going to emphasize on what we said because uh, I saw a lot of tweets where people were trying to like um, put the blame on Sunny for uh, the for the game and all. Because if you remember the last um, kick of the game that they had, when the ball was coming into the box, of course you expect Sunny to drop like a one-time cross, but he couldn't do that cross with his with his um, right foot. So immediately he did the cut back and he tried to cross with his left leg. He had already lost the balance and he couldn't lift the ball higher to the back of the net towards a cheap hook. So uh, really, as we said, he's much more effective on, on the left than on the right. Ordinarily, if the ball was on his left foot, you get you have probably gone for maybe a direct shot or a faster cut back without uh, a delay. Yeah, so is your, your, your point on that, man? Well, I, I feel like I'm in I'm in Sky Sports right now because I mean the quality coming from everyone is is basically just like the PSG Bayern game. So, but <laughs> let's let's move from from the most um, the, from the best game to probably the worst game that we saw this this second leg. Wow, um, Timmy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know I know I know I know you I know you don't give I know you don't give a care in the world as to whatever happened. You won, you won. We saw a beautiful goal from um, Taremi, by the way. But it's two defeats in three games for, for Chelsea. But yet, yet, you still have two semifinals in the next three weeks. I mean, as Tuchel, as Tuchel what has Tuchel done? In, because we, we, we hear it so, so many times that you just have to get over the line. That Those are the performance of champions. Well, you don't play well, but you still win. So, are you... What were your thoughts over the two legs? It, it was not really the best performance. It was a performance you needed. Well, I'm not sure it's the performance you wanted, but it's the performance you needed. But what do you think of that lethargic um, performance in that second leg? Well, well, yeah, you're right. It's not actually the performance you wanted. It's something. It's something footballers called a professional performance. Like it comes with instructions. You just this is just what you have to do. Do you understand? Just get through. Whatever you do, the point is just don't lose the time. Do you understand? So that kind of performance yeah. is not where you go searching for goals, where you go trying to score one, score two, where you go with attackers that just want to come and finish. But no, you have to go with people that will also try to like defend because you can't you can't have attackers on the pitch in that type of game with a two-zero lead in that type of game, and they will start thinking of their defense because that's actually where everything lies. Do you understand? So it was actually a very yeah. professional performance. I wasn't and. It's, I, didn't, I don't know why I won't see that as a defeat. Though, yeah, we lost, but I think, to me, I'll, I'll go with what, agree, I'll agree with what Tuchel said. It was actually a very lucky goal, to be honest, because the, the, the defenders, they kept them out for so long. And this is actually very, since Tuchel has arrived, it has been a very, very organized defense. And apart from the West Brom's, um, like, match where they scored, like, five, you actually need, probably need the first cast to score except you have a team that wants to score like three postcast contenders in a game you understand you hardly see Chelsea lose like three <laughs> yeah. nil 
do you understand what I'm saying? So I think I liked the performance from Chelsea, to be honest. I like the players they used because he knew just needed people that would get the job done. Okay, okay, that's I, that's fair. I mean, like I said, I know you don't really give a care as to yeah, as to how, what whatever happened. But but do you, do you think Tuchel has now instilled that winning mentality that you're talking about? That professional performance. Do you think a professional performance can get you into the finals of these two competitions that you'll be playing in the next two three weeks, or you actually oh. need to improve the performance? Okay, well, basically, yeah, we actually need to improve on our. Exactly, maybe in the first legs, to be honest, I think that's even more important because I think it was the comfort that made us like perform like that. Do you understand? The 2 0 lead, yeah. just like okay, yeah, you have nothing to because it's different from the atletico performance in the second leg where we even won more than the first leg. Do you understand? Because you still have to see some games out, you get no matter what. So, I think if we can get a very good result against Madrid in the first leg, you you have you see many PSG's performance was a professional performance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. just well, they had more chances, they created more chances because they have more quality. But at the end of the day, they, they knew what they had, they had to do at the back. Do you understand? So I think that's just but I think for champions, to be honest, you have to have some of these performances. You have to it's the knockout, do you understand? No, these knockout competitions, they need that bit of luck and bit of professionalism to be honest just have just have the mentality and the experience then we get through these things but i think it can take us far to be honest especially in the FA <laughs> coming from a pep fanboy let's see how it goes larry i have for you though um it's about the star boy the person that is giving you confidence that psg can go on is about kilian mbappe most people don't know it's dead nobody is saying it Kylian Mbappe Lutin. Um, I came across that name when I was playing FIFA. Was it 16? The year that Monaco won Man City in the Champions League um, round of 16. That's when I came across. Yeah, that old style. <laughs> I remember. And, and the reason why Okay, at what point is this guy going to really, um, what's the word, supersede Marshall? And I'm happy that conversation doesn't even exist anymore. So, um, Larry, my question is, even if Kylian Mbappe failed to score this week, Holland didn't score in the tie. What does that do for the debate of one Mbappe greater than Haaland, Haaland greater than Mbappe. And my second question is, does Elinbrot Haaland, or Holland as it's pronounced by Europeans, but me, I'd be Ninja Boy, I beg, has it done enough to be part of a future member of the Abu Dhabi going into this summer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Well, we, we don't know where uh, Holland is going to end up. But yeah, uh, about the, the tie, yeah, both bo- bo guys didn't, didn't score uh, during the tie. Of course, everyone knows that the Champions League is a very is a very tough competition. You're playing with the best of the best in Europe and, and the world. Uh, but um, already these guys have, have made uh, strong statements in the, in the Champions League with their goal-scoring records to number of games you get. So uh, for Mbappe... Of course, uh, he didn't score ball in this leg, but he scored in the first leg, and his goals are very uh, essential for for Man City, um, for PSG. 
uh, it's not it's not every time a footballer flashes goals. And for Alan as well, uh, he, he didn't he didn't get to score in the tie, although he was able to create a chance against uh, Man City. Both games were very technical, very tight. Um, for Alan, this is this is the first time we would, uh, get to 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 this far in the competition, and Mbappe has already been to the final. Mbappe is more experienced. He has missed the World Cup finals. You know, he has played a lot of finals as well as a at a very young age. You know, winning leagues with Monaco, PSG. And doing great with the PSG, with the PSG project. So uh, all the way, um, well, we don't know what's going to happen with Simasti versus PSG. You know, the Abu Dhabi. Uh, I think Haaland already has uh, end this place in the world of uh, football greats, great stars at a very, at a very young age as well. He has all the attributes of a, a Galatico or whatever um, team he wants to join. A Red Devil, you know, a Blue. Uh, the old lady doesn't get him maybe until like 32 or 33. We get well, we know his projection already. He gets so, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Now. It's true. So, already these guys have already set up the thing. But you see the issue of the comparison, both players play different roles entirely. And you know, football, football lives on PR, and the PR is that they need to look for someone to you know combat another person. So, it's more like a uh, tango and cash situation you get someone needs to be like okay who is better who is better than this and then start um, creating this i mean people are already getting tired of the messi ronaldo arguments for over a decade people want something fresh and new the tabloids need something to to push their market so the agenda will continue uh i don't think um the football world wants them playing for the same club they might probably want them playing for rivalry clubs and also uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what goes on. We'll see what goes down. It's, it's very interesting. The future is promising for these guys, and of course, uh, it will make a lot of sense if they are consistent and they keep doing what they are doing, and even much more better. All right. That uh, that is is funny. You think Kumbate and Alan can actually go to the same club? Their 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 fee, their transfer fee, I think, would be would be astronomical. So I think it's either one club getting them. I don't think any club can financially get. Get um, get either of them in this. I mean, we just we just finished a park room, sorry, a pandemic um, uh, last I, year. So, <laughs> have, have, have you had a Real Madrid? Have you had a Real Madrid? I, I don't think you have. Bro, bro, Real Madrid cannot Real Madrid cannot buy Mbappe and Alan. I'm sorry, it's not possible. I How much do you think both of them would be? Exactly. It's Real Madrid. Real Madrid and can make all these things I, I, I promise you. I promise you. Once you guys make the first move, Barcelona is getting the other team, the other the other <laughs> player. Once you guys make the first, once you make that first move, Barcelona will get the other player. But anyways, let's let's leave let's leave players who who um, definitely look like they have a bright future and to a team who is looking having a bleak <laughs> present. And that's um, that's 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 Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, they they look they looked really. Um, Profugate in in the game against Madrid. I mean, Madrid came with a with a with a with a plan just to to hold on to the ball. But yeah, we're discussing before we even started the pod, and I'll, I'll come to Timmy uh, Timmy for this. Do you think Klopp helped Madrid in um, in winning that game? I mean, Thiago, why why was Thiago signed if he was not going to be played in in games like this where like you have that. yeah Modric and Cruz? Who love to have the ball, and you, you have a, you have a player in your ranks that probably would love to be in the opposition team with them, holding possession of the ball. But he, he, he didn't play he didn't play him as much as um, he probably should have over the two legs. And do you think Klopp really helped help uh, Madrid with his selection there? 
Yeah, actually, I think his selection got, got it wrong this time, same as the first leg. Because to be honest, you there are people that are on form and there are people that have enough experience to play matches like this. Like Thiago was signed because, like, I can remember last season, even the Champions League final, semi final, the way people were healing his experience and how he was like calming games down, even big games like that. And then you bring someone yeah. like that to Anfield. And you're putting him on the bench for people like Wildadom, Leona, and like it's not supposed to be like that. In big games like this, you have to bring the people that can live up to these standards. I know Wildadom had one, we had a good moment against Backhand Cup no, last uh, like two years ago or something. But that's that's not how it works. You know, you don't use if, if that's the case, then Origi should be playing too now. Do you understand? It's based on CB. So I'm just saying if you if you have a actually in quotes, a senior player like Thiago, to be honest, he should be playing yeah. games like this. Idea, yes. idea, idea. Yeah, I see what you did there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah. actually, Thiago actually did some 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 dope stuff in that game. There was a boy I think he played to was it Femino, and uh, Femino allowed the ball bounce and was making gestures that it was it was supposed to be on your chest. You get like your chest to control. <laughs> so did, Are you did, guys did, did, did that? that Femio, Femio didn't see what Thiago wanted him to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's why we came up with the idea of all you get. Uh... <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it was really there were really poor chances missed from um what Naldom and Salah. Who is um Salah Salah was Salah was the culprit in that game. If he scores that goal very early, definitely they would have gotten a way back in that game, right? The truth is. I was shuttling um, between that and the and City's game because that was not where my focus was on, to be honest. I felt like the game was already dead rubber. The game was won by Madrid in the first leg. I didn't see Liverpool scoring um, Madrid two unreplied goals. But yes, you're right, Bambi. If Salah scored that, he could have spurred them to his second goal and maybe um, a magic at Anfield. But just like um, the Leeds United boss said, Anfield is not without fans. So once... I knew that the fan factor was out of Anfield. I just knew that that night won't be possible. That night that we always use at Anfield is always present with the fans. All right, all right. That's good stuff for you. Thank you very much. Liverpool definitely walked alone out of Europe. But, Timmy, with Madrid's injury piling up and he could have gotten worse with Milner's very early dangerous tackle on, on Benzema, and like I told you, like we discussed about um, Tuchel's winning mentality that is transferring to to the players where you don't, probably don't even have to play well, but you still find yourself in two semifinals this week. How confident are you that you're going to knock the 13-time champions out in the semifinals? Well, to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, right? If if the injuries can continue. I think we've been very fortunate so far with our injuries. I think we, we don't even have any player out apart from maybe okay, Kovacic, just which was just like last week. We are always complete. So with these, I think uh, Vasquez is out, um, is injured. I think Varen has coronavirus. Ramos, Caballero, Hazard, and Co injured. If we can continue like this, bro, we, we, they'll give us that UCL on that day. That first leg. Permit me. Don't, when you say and cool, I, are you talking about Lucas Vasquez? Please, always mention that name, please. Don't it's Vasquez. <laughs> Vasquez. Well, I would like to see Hazard anyway. I would like to see Hazard. 
and yeah, and I like the I like the Giroud versus Benzema stuff. So it's going to be a very very good tie for me to be honest. But I think I'm confident. I think we'll go through. Thank you for that, Timmy. Um, Larry, yeah, I man. like asking you questions relating to the PSG City game, not because <laughs> um, Timmy is a Chelsea fan, you are a Madrid fan, and I expect you to negate his opinion. No. I'm saying it because all the way from the round of 16, you saw PSG going all the way. So uh, my question goes thus. When PSG, that's the Qatari guys, and City, the Arab guys from Abu Dhabi, meet later this month, who do you think can go all the way to the final. I know I've asked you before, but I mean, in light of you predicted in the round of 16 and you did not know who their opponents would be, now you know their opponents yeah. and you know the coach that is coaching their opponents. I want to exactly. know where your loyalty lies. Who do you think will make the final okay. between PSG okay, and well, Yeah, I expected PSG to face uh, tough opponents because you know the way knockout competitions are now. Uh, one side will have more stronger teams than the other side, just like how Portugal had um, fairly stronger teams on their way to the finals as they played in France. So PSG now, they are playing Bayern Munich, now they're going to play Man City, and then in the final, they're going to get either of Chelsea or, or Real Madrid. So wherever they are meeting all the way to the finals, like you can see I'm already siding on PSG side. So basically, I, I feel PSG have um, the, the, the range to go, to go further. They, they have the players to um, stretch Man City. Uh, all the way, they have the technical technicality. Of course, Man City has all of this as well to go. A few PSG have the, the players, the team, and then they also have individual sparks that you know that could you know light up a game, turn it around. And luckily, it's a two-day tie game. So, uh, whatever the situation is, I, I feel PSG has the upper hand. And I, I and like I said before, now even though I didn't remember to be going this far in the competition. I've always hinted that PSG were the favorites in the competition to to make the champions, and I'm still I'll still remain on that that they they still remain the favorites for the competition. Yes. Not 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 over your Madrid side. Oh, I'm mean, of course it's Real Madrid. Just don't face us in the final. <laughs> but anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm definitely expecting fireworks in that game because I mean we've seen Pep finally beat his um, quarterfinal order with um with Manchester City and. Neymar, Neymar looks looks possessed to to win another another UCL title, but yeah, we we we're getting to the end of of what has been such an incredible show. And thank you so much, um, Larry and um, Timmy. These guys are, are really really quality. I really ca- I hope to have you guys back probably when when the games are are going on between Madrid and and Chelsea. But just before we we leave, I'd like to get both of you's um, player of the of the week. For, for the second leg, um, or let, let, no, let's say player of the, who, who was your player of the quarterfinal round? Timmy, I'll start with you. Oh, I'll see I'll see if you're fooling. You need to give us a why. Oh, oh, because yeah, he won it for them. Actually, even from the first leg, and this time he, he, he was involved from basically from beginning and he was falling back, defending, covering for Zinchenko, throughout the game, from the first minute of the game. So it was really tough for me in this game, this week, this second leg. And of course, the winning goal, there's nothing that beats that, assuring them of their semi-final place. You can see the happiness from Pep, everything. You can see the joy. For me, it was my player of the week. 
All right, that's, that's, that's great stuff. Um, Oiz believes Mbappe. Mbappe's direct running and, and pace was makes him the player of the week. But Larry, I'll end with you. And who was your player of the week and why? Yeah, my player of the week is the tank himself, Casimiro, main man, main G, held the fourth down, you know, controlled, stopped all the devices of the evil Liverpool, the losers, you know, you know, made them ensure that the Anfield was, you know, our play zone. And of course, he won the man of the match as well too. He was everywhere, uh, you know, based on the injuries that Real Madrid have been had to cover for most of the guys at the back as well too. So, uh, for me, I'll say he's a Casemiro, not because I'm a Real Madrid fan, but he was either exceptional and yeah. So Casemiro did this for me, basically. I, I enjoyed his performance. It was energetic. It was, you know, Casemiro now standard. He does give his 10 over 10 as usual. All right, that's that's great. Thank you very much, Larry. For me, though, um, Timmy says it's Foden. Oi says it's Mbappe. Larry says it's Casemiro. But for me, I'm going with Jude Bellingham because I know he lost. But like I said, he won a whole lot. There were a lot of people that kept on saying before we watched this very big game that who is Jude Bellingham? Why is Southgate using him? Why is Southgate using him? I hope you saw over the two legs why Southgate actually keeps picking him. He's a very he, he looks he looks destined for the very top, just 17 years of age, and and he's delivering performances like that. But yeah, it's a wrap now, and thank you so much for listening to the UCL review. If you don't want us to send Casemiro to tackle you, please follow us on at the NT Chant <laughs> on Twitter for quality content. Quality content. You can see we get people like Timmy and, and Larry coming through for us. Oiz, my, my co-host, is, is, is as lit as I am, almost as lit as I am. I mean, I'm Mbappe, is Ireland, and um, you get, yeah, so we haven't done, though. We haven't done we have a lot of content. Like I said, we'll be moving over to reward. Um, who is going to be giving us tips that could reward you in the in the coming FPL game week. So over to you, reward. Hey guys, welcome to the FPL segment of the show. I'm reward, and I'm joined with my friend and Cam from the Galacticos FPL League. He's a regular on the show. Kem, how's it going now? Great to be here again, guys. Uh, it's been a very, very tough um, Galacticos League. You guys are toughing me there, but aside that, I'm good. Uh, last time I checked, you were above me. Like, so. <laughs> Would you care to tell the audience our ranks? <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the host of the show. <laughs> Exactly. We would rather keep that a, a secret. We'll keep that private. This is, this is my show and I do the quest I do the asking of the questions. Exactly. So how did game with how did game with um, thirty one go for you? Uh game with thirty one was was bad um given what happened over the game week. Mainly for me because Dallas was the third guy on my bench. So I ended up wow. forty nine points. Um, t- my target was a was a bad was a bad one for me. Um, Jota that I was hoping was going to give me points, given his his form was was off. And the only Leeds assets I had in my squad, Rafinha, chose to be a doodle head during the game. But yeah, um, overall it was just okay. Mm, okay. So for me, I think I used my wildcard um, this last game week, and oh wow, 
<laughs> yeah, it wasn't what I expected. I also had 49. I took out all my leads assets. Um, two Chelsea defenders decided to concede on the only <laughs> shot on target that Crystal Palace had. Um, yeah, my captain, Mo Salah. But Hurricane blanked. Um, I took out Sun because I wasn't sure. So I had plans of getting Sun in for this coming game week. Right. But I took him out on Neto because I felt Neto had the highest ceiling. Sadly, that one got injured. So yeah, unlucky. Was 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 really unlucky for me. But moving on. Um, Jaylings. Like we call him, he's now the highest scoring player in FBL since game week 20. Even better than players like Gundogan, Kane, and Bruno. That's why not playing in three of those game weeks. Do you think he's now a must have for the running? Uh, like, uh, I'm almost say, if you ask me now, who I go ask? Like, really, <laughs> I, is any, anybody watching the Premiership, anybody playing FPL knows that Jaylings is a must. I mean, for me, it's, 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 it's a double whammy um, setup for me in the sense that he's one of the most annoying players for me as a United fan. But again, being fair on him, we know everything he was going through with his family and stuff. But it's really great to see him popping now. And he's a definite must have for everyone. He's just defying all the stats and he's basically overperforming. But um, I know for people who are trying to jump on his um, ship, they, you keep thinking, what if it's when I jump on him that he eventually stops performing? But I think at this rate, it's just inevitable. Just get him and Because West Ham, I think they have really good fixtures yeah. and they're also fighting for the top four. So why not? Yeah, they, have, they have a good one. Eh? Yeah, so, all right. Um, so moving on to Wolves and their unfortunate um, injury injury was There's Conor Cody, who is outscoring both Bruno and Salah in the last five game weeks. I know Wolves also have a, um, a great fixture running. Do you think we should um, take a punt on Conor Cody or any of the Wolves defenders? Nope. I wouldn't advise anyone to do that. Um, my reason is wolves. Wolves are just in the middle right now. I, I really don't know what's happening with them. Uh, I, I think they're just there to survive now, in the sense that, um, given all their injury was through the season and um, the loss of um, their talisman Jimenez, like nothing. It, it's almost like they lost their good luck charm. So you can't. It's you can't say they are guaranteeing you a clean sheet um, every time. One, two. Konokodi is more of a traditional centre-back, so he's not really guaranteeing you goals. Yes, he may have outscored um, Bruno and Salah um, over the last five weeks, but, I mean, it's the FEL. Like, we're talking about, you were, you were saying something about J-Links earlier. I mean, it's a chance. We'll put J-Links there. Let J-Links stop scoring. Then we'll know he's not scoring. <laughs> but someone like Konokodi, I'm not going to take my chances with him. I, I feel like there are better options in that defensive lineup um, in other teams than Konokodi. Okay. Um, by the way, what's up with Bruno Fernandez? It's just been Yeah, he's been he's been off to be honest. And he's he's someone that I've been considering. 
um, what I would do with um, giving the coming game week. But I mean, I'm not going to take him out because he's been basically my United's player of the season. Okay, no, I take, I scratch that. Sure has been my United's player of the season. But yeah, Bruno is a close second for me. So I think I'll take my chances with him and leave him. But he will, he will definitely really rediscover that form. I just feel like other people are stepping up to the plate now. So he's taking a rest. So if you were to make a decision with um, between Salah and Bruno for the last um, seven game weeks, who would you go for? Mm, that's a toughie. Given the running, I will go for Salah. And the reason I say that is that Salah has... So Liverpool has a lot more to lose. I feel like United are sort of comfortable in their... I mean, it's obvious that we are not going to win the Premier League. But at the same time, we're in a good place. But Liverpool has a lot to lose if they do not make or break into that top four. So I feel like Salah is going to go and drink some some concussion or something or some potion and come out, come out banging. Yeah, so it's Salah for me. And besides, Liverpool are out of the Champions League, so... Yeah, you had to come sure back. You just have to keep. You just, you just want to keep the pace with our Liverpool. Definitely, I have to. <laughs> I had to do that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they have, they have the. They, so they, now they have time to focus on the Premier League, and I, I think they will pop. So I'm definitely going for Salah over Bruno. Alrighty. Um. So Mason Greenwood. Um. Do you think he's worth a punt? I feel like he's just seven. Sorry, hold on. He's just seven million and he's owned by just two percent. He's had two goals and an assist in his last two games. Yeah. And he's taking seven shots compared to Bruno's five. And United's fixtures are pretty good. Um, I know they just have um, Leicester and Liverpool as the only top six teams left to play. The rest are winnable games. Is Mason Greenwood worth a punt? First off, we still have Liverpool to play again. What kind of stress is this? Yeah. Oh, as in, I thought we had done both legs. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Anyways, you yeah. really have to play Liverpool and Leicester. So, but those are the only two out of the seven. So, yeah. The I mean, rest. I, I I feel like one. You got this from my tweets because I I tweeted this <laughs> last game. Yeah, criminal. I mean, come out and say the truth. Uh, let them. <laughs> Can you say you should let the listeners here, please? Can you come on? <laughs> Do it. Will you answer the question? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, definitely, definitely he's he's worth the pot. I mean, he's he's been our super sub. He's been Ole's Ole um, in recent games. So um, I think he's definitely worth the punt. I would wouldn't go for him because I feel like there are other options as well that could slot into that um, striker's position seeing as we have just three but yeah if i if i had one more position i would definitely be going for mason interesting um so there's been this ever going debate of form over fixtures i don't know what's your opinion on it um i could use jess lingard as an example um his form has just been out of this world and yeah if you compare him to players like, uh, can I use better players, <coughs> maybe KDB or a Gundogan or a Jota, right? Yeah. Those guys supposedly had um, better fixtures last game week. 
Yeah. But Jalen still outscored, uh, outscored most of them. So do you think it's form over fixtures or do you think it's fixtures over form? It's definitely form over fixtures for me. I mean, in this Premier League these days, nobody they don't have respect again now. Nobody has respect for anybody again now. So anybody can pop in any game. So there's no scenario where you have um, the big teams coming to dominate. I mean, look at what happened with between Man City and Leeds over the weekend. Who would have thought? I'm sorry, I really have to go back to this Dallas matter. Like, it, <laughs> it hurts. Like, it's so much pain. Like, he had the high and he was just sitting. And the funny thing is, I had two players come in for my Man City assets that did not play. And Dallas could well, yeah, exactly. Well, Dallas was the, last, was the last person. So, for me, yeah, definitely form, definitely over fixtures. And that being said, Dallas is going to sleep in this team to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. I know they are fixtures turned by game week 35, so I'm sure I'll be looking to get him back. I had him since the start of the season, but I had to sell him on my wild card. Yeah, it's weird that I sold him. Well, I mean... Well, yeah, fixtures. Let me not bring my reward this year. They played um, City, they play United next, and they play Liverpool. That's, (laughs) I don't know, but that's like the worst run of fixtures, you ask me. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. So, moving on, who do you think are the best differentials for the running? Best differentials. That's a toughie. I think my number one would be my impact impact player of the season, um, Sam Maximum. So I feel like Newcastle too are at that point where they need to survive. They are in a good place right now, but I feel like um, Steve Bruce is going to give himself brain and use him more. Probably not starting, but bring him on. And I really expect him to give us his magic. I think my other options would be Paul Pogba. I'm not sure if Paul Pogba can be called the differential, but I'm pretty sure not a lot of people own him. But I feel he and Lacazette will be a good, a good option. How about you? Um, so I really like the Saint Maximin pick because um, I remember last season um, I had him at this time, and he really did. Really well. He did really well for me. Um, I also like, I know almost everybody on their wildcard got Ian Acho. It's just, <laughs> um, just sad that I went for Vardins that I went for a more renowned, because I was scared of um, rotation for yeah. Ian Acho and I wanted a stable pick, but Vardy looks way off it. So yeah. I wish I, I went for, I wish I went for Ian Acho. Um, Arsenal, maybe, like I said, but with the Europa League, I'm not entirely sure. No, don't worry, they're leaving uh, tomorrow. So he will have time. <laughs> they're leaving tomorrow. He's written in the stars. They're going, they're leaving tomorrow. Sorry, Arsenal fans, it's what it is. Like, we just have to be honest. <laughs> then there's Havertz of Chelsea who looks like he's nailed that um, top nine position. Really like it's a, a differential. We classify him as a differential. I think it's less. It's less than six percent. No. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. People he's focus on defenders and not the attackers. Yeah, he's yeah, looking. He's looking good, players. especially as a midfielder playing in the striking position. So exactly. the so, returns, the returns would be would be great. 
Um, so moving on, um, who do you think are the best sports assets for this double game week? Non, not named Kane or Son. <laughs> I have a lot of issues with this question. <laughs> you know, this, is jam, this, is jam, this is jam question. Is there anybody in the sports team aside Kane and Son? Yeah. I'm very sure everybody has Kane and Son. So exactly, that's what I'm saying now. Well, the, only, <laughs> the only person, so if I was, if they were to ship every other player in the Premier League out and say I should focus on Spurs. I would say um, Hugo Lloris. I mean, it's a given. He starts um, every game. I'm not sure about clean sheets, but I know he's going to start the game. In terms of goal scoring returns, I'm not, I've not been impressed. And as a matter of fact, I don't know who else is scoring. Mora is not there. Uh, Gary Bill is just enjoying retirement. So I think Second option will be Regulion. So Regulion and Hugo Lloris for Spurs. Mm, okay. Um, my head, remember. You don't think Ndombele can be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> couldn't even finish saying it without laughing. I mean, he's a good, he's a good player and everything. But yeah, how many assists, assists has he notched up? How many how many goals has he scored? I feel he can do more. I feel he has yeah. a lot of goals in him, but again, it's the, Mario, the way Mario sets up his team just restricts exactly. any form of creativity. So yeah, it's uh, there, it's there, but Mario is caging him. Okay, so let's talk about Captain C. Um, who's the second best captain this game week outside Jess Lingard, of course. Are you kidding now? What's all this? Are you giving me a spool before the years? Um, I don't know. Man. <laughs> Is that okay as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I just realized that I've not played. It's true. How am I going to spin this? So I actually still have my wild card and I've got my triple card. Okay. So I'm actually thinking of playing both. But can you play both? Wow. No, you can't play both of us. Oh my god. I think you should play your triple. This looks like a perfect week to triple captain Hurricane. I know, right? Because because I don't think you should. I don't, I don't yeah. think you should. I think it's he plays Southampton and Everton, and those two defenses are weak as, yeah. as ever. So, this is like the perfect game for the triple captain. I wish I still had mine. Um, well, the issue I have with this is that anytime you advise me on something on yeah. the field, it backfires. You know, you know our history, so that's I'm I'm pretty wary. I shouldn't have said this, but I feel like I may have jinxed it now. Nah, this looks perfect for Hurricane or Son if you want to go do the French route. No, Son's form. Southampton. Well, he's called United, so. Edwin, everybody scores United. Wow. Yeah, they are my boys, but it's good. So outside the sports guys, should we be looking at any single game week player to, for the captains? Hmm. Seeing as Chelsea, uh, no, I don't know who I'm going to captain in that game. To be honest, because it's it's, it's a tricky one. It's pretty it's pretty um, unpredictable. I think for for me, I would be looking at a Chelsea defensive asset for captaincy. Probably even going with. Okay, I don't know. I don't know about the left side, but Rhys James might be a good one. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure he's going to start? 
That's the, the other, looks, that's the other thing we took. Because looks like it's worse than Pep. So yeah. no, but yeah, maybe I I have them um, as Pilueta in my team. So okay, yeah, I would I would suggest either him or Zuma. But like you said, the rotation thing going on now, we can't tell. I like the um, Liverpool Leeds game. I remember the first leg that ended three two, and it was really entertaining. So if there's anything we can see, um, I'm sure that this game would be would have a lot of goals. So well, and I'm I sure the, that Salah will score. That's the problem. He's chasing the golden boots, and I'm sure he's angry for it sitting in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> so he can pour he can pour out his frustrations on Leeds. <laughs> okay, let's see how that goes. It should be an entertaining one. Then I know Leicester also play West Brom. Oh, West Brom wow. have become wow, wow, wow. Yeah, West Brom suddenly found their shooting boat and are scoring for fun. Wow. I think Chelsea brought them back to life after the five two. They beat oh, um who did they beat three zero last game week? Uh I'm trying to see. Who did they did they beat anybody three zero Leicester? In yeah, they beat they won their game last game with 3-0 by 3-0. I can't remember who they played now. But they look like they're... I think they can really beat this relegation thing if Newcastle are not, are not serious. So I think oh, right. my, bad, my bad. I was mixing it up. I thought I heard Leicester. It's West Brom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat Southampton. Oh, okay. Southampton. It was yeah. a major shock. Yeah, so... No, but they can't beat the drop now. They are going down. You think so? They are going down. Fulham, that was oh. the closest at some point. I think Newcastle has opened up like a six-point gap. I'm not sure, but yeah, Newcastle will die there. They're not going to. They're not going to lose that hold. All right. So it's strictly the sports assets for captains in this game week. Yeah. And if you are going to ever triple captain anyone, Harry Houdini is your man. You heard it here. <laughs> That's what you say. Meanwhile, what's your overall rank? Just wow. I want to check are, we, are, we doing this, are we doing this right now? I want to check something. <laughs> okay, so last time I checked, I was ranked um, somewhere around 700k. 700,000k. Yes. So wow. I had I had a season's target of 100k. <laughs> um, with seven game weeks to go, and I'm just above um, 700k. I really, I'm not sure that's possible anymore. But let's see how it goes. And I'm out of chips, anyways. So I like the way uh, I like the way you are mature about it. You don't think it's possible anymore. <laughs> Although you have failed, you failed woefully. You failed. Hundred thousand, yeah, seven hundred. You failed. This is it. So wasn't it? But we move. We'll yeah. Do better next. It was a COVID. Season. All right. So we've come to the end of the show. Um, thanks, and Cam, again for coming and joining us. I hope you had fun just as much as I did. Let's do this again uh, sometime yeah. soon. Yes, for our sir. listeners, yes. do remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on any platform you use. You can follow us on Twitter at The Empty Stands. Send in your questions, your team screenshots, and let's have banter, basically. So here's wishing every one of you an amazing game week 32. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.